Dave! Oh, look at your peachy skin. But it won't stay that way because it's getting dark and you're going to become a vampire. That's why you need to start looking after your skin and you need UpCircle. Yes, we are back again to talk about UpCircle Beauty. Oh, they are an award-winning, sustainable and refillable skincare brand whose brightening serums and moisturising creams are perfect for winter skin, even yours, Oh, They tick all the boxes, they are organic, 100% recyclable and they are circular, what means they use by-products of ingredients from other industries in their skincare range. For example, fruit from the juicing industry or maple bark from the lumber industry. Oh, and since we last spoke, they've got 20,000 five-star reviews. There are over 40 countries. These guys are here and they're going to stay. If you still haven't tried them, you can use the code BABBLECIRCLE for 15% off at upcirclebeauty.com. Hello, how are you doing? You're right. Hello there. Hello Hello. there. This is my this is my slightly cold inflected, probably COVID inflected voice. No. Well, I'll double down on the shoutiness then and say, Hello, we are Sustainable, your friendly little environment podcast. Ain't we, Dave? Yes, we are. Uh, and uh, oh god, I'd never do this bit. Uh, and, and we are here to do some babble and stuff. How do you? What do you say? At that well, point? just because the world is going to hell in a handcart, and just because right. some people have got bottle, that doesn't mean we have to lose our bottle. Yes, all. Very nice. And what are we not losing our bottle about this week, Dave? Well, oh, we learned a thing, didn't we? We learned a thing this week that we did not know, and that is that the Mahusive Climate Shindig, what is forthcoming, is to be sponsored by none other than Coca-Cola. We got alerted to this by a fantastic activist called Georgia Elliott Smith, who we're going to talk to in a bit. And Georgia has got a petition out against this, but it made us ask all sorts of kind of fundamental questions, which mostly begin with what the and end with ing hell is going on. So this is an episode about that. We will talk to Georgia about this, but it turns out sponsoring a cop happens all the time. Just the usual disclaimers before I near that. Firstly, we do work for environmental charities, don't we all? Yeah. But these are very much our own views and George's own views, some of which are very pleasantly forthright. So if you have any beef with anything that any of us say, please take it up with me, our all, or indeed Georgia, but not with anyone for whom we work. Yes? Correct. I think this is one of those interviews where you know how sometimes we have to really, really press people to say what they think. Mm. Come on. Come on, I know there's a light. I know what you really think. You're just not saying it. This isn't one of those. No. This isn't one of those. We normally ask people who are the bastards. We didn't need to do that. Georgia has the bastards clearly lined up. The other disclaimer is it's not a disclaimer. It is a fact. The fact is we are mostly a listener-funded podcast. And in general, your donations keep the show on the road. So if you like what you hear, please do go to wubblywubblywubbly patreon.com slash sustainababble and chuck in a couple of quid so there will be babble forevermore yes i'm loving it oh no that's mcdonald's what's coke's every little helps that's tesco that's paul daniels isn't it <laughs> on with it off with it <laughs> 
Sustainable of the Week. So, Sustainable of the Week. Ah, my old friend. My old chum. Egregious eco-guff of the week. Egregious eco-guff. There's some syllables I haven't wrapped my tongue round for a long time. Anyway, yes, this is the section of the show, isn't it, where we... We used to do a lot more of it. We're going to do some of it now. Where we point out the nonsense that is spoken, the guff that we have to deal with that comes across our desk in the name of people who claim to be green but are not. And this Sustainable of the Week is so good we're doing a whole episode about it aren't we all what the heck is going on what is going on the heck as you so rightly say look we have done babble mm. sustainable mm. on coca-cola before we've done it in sustainable i think i'm pretty sure <laughs> yeah uh you know given that coke is synonymous with christmas they only invented christmas to have something to wrap you know the coke festivities around uh uh, so we've done it before, but look, they are back and they are producing babble of the highest order because, believe it or not, Dave, they've managed to sponsor a climate conference. Thank you, young crown. Here is a purse of monies, which I'm not going to give to you. Yes, and not just a climate conference. Oh, You make it sound like there are hundreds of thousands of these, which indeed they are. The climate conference. So Coca-Cola renowned protectors of the planet, bastions of dental hygiene, are the official sponsors, or at least an official sponsor, for COP27, which starts in a few weeks' time in Egypt. You may remember last year, the big mahusive climate shindig COP26 was in Glasgow. Well, if you thought that's all gone away, they come around again. Here's another one. It's in Egypt. But great news all, Coca-Cola are in charge. (laughs) Well... Yes, I mean, it would seem so. Now, look, without further any further ado, we just want to get straight into the quite extraordinary press release Let me that, the accompanied, Let me that, oh, let me that accompanied this news. Yeah. Uh, and I suppose on the one hand, it's good that they're not, you know, sort of hiding away from this. They're not sort of quietly taking Coke's cash and pretending that they're not. But on the other hand, they're saying... Well, they're saying this, Dave. Do you, do you want to start? Shall I just fire up Dave and point him at this press release? How do you, how do you want to do it? Yes. Well, should we um, actually hand over to your friend and mine, or your, your niece, not my niece, Arabella, to maybe take us through some of the highlights of this press release before we get much further? Sure. In partnership with Egypt's Ministry of Foreign Affairs, the Coca-Cola system announced its sponsorship of the 27th Annual United Nations Climate Change Conference of the Parties, COP27. Yeah, uh, uh, it's... Spo- what? What? Since... When did they... When did they start having sponsorships? Through the COP27 partnership, the Coca-Cola system aims to continue exploring opportunities to build climate resilience across its business, supply chain and communities, while engaging with other private sector actors, NGOs and the governments to support collective action against climate change. I mean, aims to continue exploring... What? This is this. What is this? Aims to, aims to continue exploring. I mean, what the fuck? Ambassador Akhraf Ibrahim assured that a warming planet is a major challenge against sustainability, and with climate change circumstances, it's harder to find sustainable resources. 
What do we actually look at? Is this a joke? I mean, is this some sort of joke, this? During the signing ceremony held at the Ministry of Foreign Affairs offices in Cairo, Coca-Cola North Africa Vice President of Operations, Ahmed Radi, emphasised Coca-Cola's firm belief that working together through meaningful partnerships will create shared opportunities for communities and people around the world and in Egypt. I mean, what does any of this mean, apart from, oh, this is getting my hackles up, oh. Heckles? Hackles. Do I have hackles or heckles? COP27 gives us an opportunity to continue engaging with experts, non-profits, industry and governments to support actions toward sustainable change across our value chain. Is something amiss? Amiss? God, no. What could possibly be amiss? Why have you... Oh! Oh! Thank you, Arabella. Oh! 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 What the hell is going on? On a very straightforward level, I'm cross that someone can put out a press release that is that long and mm. says that little. Like in, it's just word salad, isn't it? But there is some stuff we didn't, you know, we spared Arabella was like a lot of guff about 25% emissions reductions mm -hmm. and ambitions to be net zero by 2050 and ambitions their bottle company does something by 2040 and something value chain oh, this and God. supply chain that and like i almost find that stuff more offensive I, i'm sure within it as ever there are probably some people working very hard to try and make coke's operations better <laughs> that's, like, a, that's an element of nuance you wouldn't have had in episode one of sustainable but i'll tell you that for nothing <laughs> I'm sure there, there was are. there was no room at the inn for people <laughs> trying hard. <laughs> well, what can I say? I've kind of, I don't know. I've taken on a certain empathy that I perhaps didn't have back then. No, but I know. No, look, look. You know what? Look, listen, listen. This requires help because if we just talk about this for another half an hour, you're going to have one of your funny turns, and I'll have to have a lie down. So. What I propose we do is talk to a brain. What do you think about that? Oh, super. I like brains. Is this one of those brains in a jar no, that's well, been like reanimated? No, it is a brain down the end of a microphone. And that brain belongs to someone called Georgia Elliott Smith. Georgia is an environmental activist, an environmental manager, a legal activist. Uh, she's fab and she is trying to do something about this specifically trying to get a mahoosive great petition, what is already mahoosive, to get this sort of thing stopped, even more mahoosive in time for the cops. So we're going to ask Georgia what the FNEC is going on, what the being C should be done about it, Blimey. and what the Sing Z happens now. Well, I think that's very clear. Let's get on with it. Georgia, hello. Hello. We need a brain. Have you got a brain? <laughs> I like to think so. <laughs> Super. That's one brain on this call, uh, which is a, uh, it's more than a 100% increase. Um, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for doing something which we have never quite got around to doing, which is something. going going one step beyond saying what the actual f <laughs> and I suppose writing that down. Yes. Uh, and getting other people to agree with you. Um, can you can you just explain what has happened in the last kind of, I suppose, two weeks? Yeah. So Thursday, uh, about a week and a half ago, 
there was a press release came out announcing that Coca-Cola was the primary sponsor of COP27, which is the intergovernmental conference on climate change and how we are all going to stop the planet from cooking. Ah, good. Uh, and I read that and I immediately just shat the bed shat just like went what the actual f like this i have just been transported into a parallel universe where the people who are supposed to be saving us have just gone whatever you know let's just take the cash and run this whole thing's a charade we all know it so why not take money off coca-cola and i i you know it just made me so angry that a time when we are facing the greatest challenge that humanity's ever faced that one of the world's biggest polluters is now greenwashing their brand by being the sponsor of cop so that night you know i had this kind of like I kept waking up. I couldn't sleep. I was just, that's how geeky I am on environment. You know, <laughs> this is kind of my life. And the next morning, I got up at about five in the morning, came down to my computer in my dressing gown and just thumped out this petition and just went, <laughs> people of the planet, if you, like me, are horrified at this egregious injustice, then please just sign your name and together let's just try and do something about this. And that's basically how it started. Down with this sort of thing. Careful now. Down with this sort of thing. Now, Dave, you had 100,000 questions that you said you weren't going to ask. Do you want to start with maybe 10 of them or something, strung into one sentence that makes it sound like it's actually just one question? <laughs> Thank you very much. Well, no, I'm going to ask this very briefly. I always get to, he's, he always has a go at me because I ask a million questions all at once. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to cut to the chase any minute now. Okay. So, COPs, International Climate Talks, yes. have sponsors is a thing I didn't know. So is this the first time one of these has been sponsored by anyone or does this always happen? This always happens. Um, I was a delegate at COP26 in, in Glasgow. Glasgow. So I was what's known as a legal observer, which meant that I represented a, a charity um, and I had a pass to COP and I was there to observe the proceedings. And I've never been to a COP before. I'm a uh, I'm not a government person. Um, I went along and... I had no idea at the time that COP had sponsors either, but from the moment I registered, it was just like bombarded with corporate messaging. Um, and when I arrived in Glasgow, it was just like corporate, corporate, corporate everywhere. You get like a delegates pack. It's It was stuffed full of like Dettol products and Unilever stuff, you know, trumpeting different brands. Um, and there's just advertising everywhere, stands everywhere. It, the corporate presence is so oppressive from the minute that you arrive. Um, yeah, so they have a raft of sponsors, these conferences. They have a, like general partnerships. They call them partnerships. They don't call them sponsors. You know, partnerships sound so much more savoury, mm. doesn't it? Mm. Um, but the partners are like general partners, but then they have like communications partners like, you know, Vodafone. And then they have IT partners like IBM last year. And um they have media partners. Do they have any jelly partners? Jelly with partners with a jelly yeah. partner of COP, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, they I mean, they do. It, it's just they've got loads of them. But last year the biggies were uh, GSK, um, Microsoft and Unilever. Now, I mean, 
that was pretty obvious, like I say, from when we arrived, because all the logos were everywhere. Um, but I think this year, in advance of COP, this thing about Coca-Cola has just been so much more visible. And I think that's because Coke are just marketing supremos, aren't they? I mean, what is this product? It, this product is just like brown sugar. But the name, the brand, I mean, it's just so all-consuming. It's everywhere. And Well, they invented Christmas, didn't they, Coke? So They invented. I mean, yeah. what did we do before Coke? Yeah. <laughs> how did kids get presents? I mean, how, Santa Claus was... I, and the thing is, now I started this petition. I can't even look at Santa now without thinking about <laughs> Coca-Cola. So it was on the other day. I saw something that was like a Christmas, you know, preparation show. And I saw Father Christmas in red. I was like, no! Father Christmas is haunting me now. This is Coke. God bless us, everyone. There are a lot of questions. Can I ask a really basic one? Is Do they need to have these sponsors to make this meeting happen? Be- because I go to a lot of meetings for work and they're not, they're not sponsored. You just turn up and sit down and talk about stuff and it's not quite I, the same is it i mean you go I'm not putting that. myself in a parallel with the general <laughs> secretary of uh, united nations but what the point i'm making is i think we sometimes forget this is like a work conference this is like yeah. people coming from all over the world who work at governments and stuff yeah trying to solve a problem yes. like it's their job Yes. What are these people paying for? Like, what are Coke and Unilever and IBM and everyone else, what are they paying for? I don't understand. Yeah. So you've got, COP has got like layers like an onion. So at its heart, you've got something called the blue zone. And the blue zone is where all the important stuff happens. That's where all the national delegations, the heads of state, the ministers meet. And that's where they agree things like the wording of the agreements. They agree on national contributions, you know, to carbon emissions and things like that. That's where the the meat is. And then around that, you've got... The what? The tofu, please. This is a (laughs) vegan vegan podcast. The vegan meat, the pea protein. We also don't, we also don't, uh, we don't kill two birds with one stone on this podcast. Just in case you were thinking of doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Do we throw the baby out with the bathwater? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. 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 Um, So outside of the blue zone, you've then got what's called the green zone. And the green zone is where all your corporate lobbyists sit and all of the people who have paid to have like exhibition stands. And this thing is like, you know, at the end of Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark, where there's like this warehouse and he switches on the lights and it just goes chung, 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 and it just goes on for miles. Mm. That's what the green zone is like. It is just miles and miles of conference exhibition space. It's like the world's biggest trade show. And it's just got corporate sponsorship and banners and gifts and there. Um, that's the green zone. So you still have to have a delegate pass to get into the green zone. And then you have to have an even you know, more restricted pass to get into the blue zone. But this is like the layers. And then outside of that, you've got the stuff that the public can access. So you've got things like, you know, the New York Times will have events which are like closed, but they're still public. So you can apply for a ticket or you can be invited without having a cop pass. So that's all kind of the the stuff that goes on. Yeah. 
yeah, like the periphery stuff. And then beyond that, you've got all the crusty protesters and people who just nobody wants to allow in, you know, and all the indigenous people who should be on blue zone, but are not, you know, they're pushed to the outside and all the kind of members of the public, the great unwashed outside of that, who just show up to the conference to try and make their opinions known. So these are sort of the layers. And um, what do you need the money for? Well, you're absolutely right. It's like, you know, I wish that my meetings were sponsored by McVitie's, but they're not. <laughs> you know, we have to pay for our own biscuits and cups of tea. Um, I believe that governments do have enough money to send their delegates to go and discuss the, you know, approaches to climate change. The money goes towards all of the circus that goes on around it in the green zone. So that's all the conferences, all the stands, all of the media zone, all of the catering, you know, all that extra stuff. And I just don't think that's necessary. I mean, last year, the sponsorship package came to £240 million. Pounds. What? Oh, my yeah. God. What's, hang on, the total amount the corporates paid to sponsor the COP was £240 million, pounds, a large yeah. chunk of which went to providing the space for all the other companies to sell each other stuff. Yeah. At a climate talks. At a climate talks. And the worst thing was, I mean, I stood up at four separate conferences within the blue, the green zone to disrupt proceedings to basically call bullshit because you know there were sessions where the ceo of unilever the ceo of ikea the ceo of like the world's biggest waste incineration company were all sitting on stage being asked you know to describe their approach to net zero and they're all sitting there talking about you know oh if you just spend more money with our company then we'll solve the planet's problems it's like no, fuck off. Like, you guys, you are the problem. It's You are selling us shit we don't need to line the pockets of your shareholders. Stop it. Just stop it, you know. And that's the really toxic stuff that all of these people are, like, sitting around blowing smoke up each other's asses about how they're the saviours of the planet. And... The worst thing about it is that these are really connected people. You know, they're in Glasgow or Egypt or, you know, wherever they are for these conferences to meet with ministers, to have dinner parties and drinks receptions and find out what's going on and influence these ministers that they are funding election campaigns for and so on. And and the, the presence of these lobbyists and these corporate bigwigs is so oppressive. They are everywhere. I just really want to separate these things and go... No, this is, a, at its heart, it's a meeting about saving the planet. The big trade show stuff should be deliberately and very, very, um, <laughs> I think, violently ejected from the proceedings of the actual COP conference. Because this just becomes, I mean, you know, a lot of people criticise the carbon emissions of the circus. Now, the carbon emissions are related to the tens of thousands of corporates that fly there to talk shit, not the thousands of delegates who are actually there to talk about how we're going to save the planet you know and i think that circus is the thing that we need to get rid of and this greenwashing material what's more is that when we use recycled material we also reduce our carbon footprint what's not to love so the good people at the coca-cola company are dedicating themselves to addressing our global plastic waste problem 
They know they have a responsibility to help solve I've got such an image of, like, do you remember that video of Cristiano Ronaldo? Uh, I don't know if you follow football at all, but uh, he, he, was, he sat down to do a press conference at an event that was spon- sponsored by Coca-Cola. And he sits down and in front of him, and this guy is like, his body is a temple and he's this ultimate physical athlete. And he sits down and there's two Coca-Cola balls just discreetly on the lectern in front of him. He just picks them up and moves them, says yeah. drink water and then carries on. But uh, the point of that question being like, is, is Coke, do people get loads of free Coke? Like are all the delegates being given, you know, they're up till four in the morning, dotting I's and crossing T's and stuff. Are they drinking loads of lovely free Coca-Cola when they're doing it? I don't know. I mean, I bet probably they're going to get the logo in wherever they can, aren't they? I mean, when I was at COP26, the brand that was being pushed was Dettol because obviously it was post-COVID, you know. So this uh, <laughs> Unilever so weird. marketing thing, like our I prefer, delegate I prefer packs, Coke, to be honest. It's got a nice taste to it. <laughs> our delegate packs as delegates at the conference were just jammed full of like Dettol wipes, Dettol hand gel, like oh. our masks were sponsored by Dettol, like the whole thing. It was just so weird. And I God knows what they'll get at COP27, you know, just like a full, I don't know, two-week supply of, of Coca-Cola, who knows. Maybe but there'll I be think... those little kind of snow domes, except it'll be like little mini versions of the pyramids um, yeah. made out of recycled Coca-Cola bottles. And they'll be like, see, see, sustainable. <laughs> Look how green we are. Hello there, my name is Crichton2x4b523p, such a jerky middle name, and you are listening to Sustainababble. Now, speaking of things that may not be entirely true, um, I remember that at some point, between now and the end of the year, we have to finish recording this podcast. Could you tell us what in particular about Coca-Cola rubs you up the wrong way? Because I detect you're a tiny bit cross at them. I am. I'm really cross. I'm cross at Coca-Cola for their massive greenwashing. And I'll tell you in a sec, you know, the just the nub of some facts about that. But mostly I'm cross at the United Nations and the UNFCCC, which is the um, secretariat for this climate change um, convention. Are two, of those, so are two of those C's now Coca-Cola? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. Um, and they, I, I'm mostly cross at them because they've now seemed to have given up all pretense of any kind of, you know, sensible partnerships. Um, but yeah, I mean, to go back to the the Coca-Cola issue. Um, so Coca-Cola are the world's biggest plastic polluter. They create 3 million tonnes of plastic pollution every year. And for the last four years, uh, Break Free from Plastic, an international charity, has has found for four years in a row that Coca-Cola is the world's largest polluter. So they are way ahead of even, you know, number two, who's PepsiCo, and then it goes on to Unilever, Procter & Gamble, and Nestle, and so on. Um, They produce, you know, they, they produce... 200,000 plastic bottles a minute. And I'm sorry, for a minute there, it sounded like you said 200,000 a minute. Yes. There's a lot of plastic in it. And the vast majority of that is sold into economies that have no organised waste management system. And so 
you know, as much plastic as we produce in the UK, Europe, USA, at least we have regular waste collections where there's a chance that that's actually going to go even to landfill incineration, you know, scant chance it'll go to recycling, but some of it at least does. Many of these economies are in developing nations where they don't have waste collections. And so the they are target developing markets for Coca-Cola and they deliberately target these economies. They price aggressively to undercut the cost of water even to get people hooked on their product. And... Um, not only do they do that, which, you know, yeah, their corporates are in the business of making money. You know, if you were a, neo, a neoliberal, you know, wonk, then you might decide that that's fair game. But what I really, really get cross about is their lobbying activity. And so they have been found again and again through exposés and leaked documents to be participating in um, lobbying to block delay and derail regulation that would reduce plastic pollution, that would implement things like deposit return schemes, that would put in place mandatory recycling and all these sorts of things. So even in the EU, the USA, but in places like Kenya and Bolivia and Uruguay. And it's just that is despicable behaviour that is directly contributing to ocean plastics and things like even, you know, the terrible human toll of things like open bonfires and swamps of waste that are choking, you know, fishermen's livelihoods and things like this. And I just, that's the stuff that really disgusts and outrages me. And I think we have to turn off the tap on these. We don't need these polluters at the table. You know, people keep saying to me, well, we have to have the polluters at the table to find a solution. Why? Yes, They've proved quite. time and time again that they can't be trusted. You know, they keep making commitments that they then don't stick to. Well, I think um, you're being very unfair, Georgia, because <laughs> as that press release that we read out earlier made very clear, they are on their way to considering greater ambition towards a, an interim <laughs> they are setting goal steps. Of, net, of net zero mm. in their supply chain at some point in the future. And <laughs> I think that's there. very, I think it's very noble, quite brave, actually, right. and, um, and certainly worthy of our, our applause. Um, Absolutely. We're still fighting for this title and he's got to go to Middlesbrough and get something. And, and I'll tell you, honestly... I will love it if we beat them. Love it. So some people might say that this is the wrong thing to get upset about, given that the COP itself is not exactly producing outcomes that are going to keep us on a good uh, and even keel. And so, yeah. like, should we actually be getting... Is, is getting upset about this, annoying though it is, better or more useful than getting upset about the politicians that are refusing to set decent targets? Well, don't get me wrong. I'm also upset about COP, the fact that we've had 27 COPs and the planet is still on fire. Mm. You know, I mean, we really should have sorted it by now. So, but that is a separate issue. And I think the the issue that gets me really cross is that we now seem to be at a place in the economy where we're believing the greenwash of these major polluters and we seem to have stopped regulating them and started to bring them to the table and allow them to greenwash themselves. And that for me is just indicative of everything. You know, we seem to have an economy where people believe the lies that they're sold by corporates. And I, I want to just shine a spotlight on that. You know, we can't buy our way out of the climate crisis. You know, 
buying recycled trainers or buying a plastic bottle that has 15% recycle content. It's just bollocks, you know, and I think the, the corporate marketing machine is selling us a lie that, uh, and you know, and our governments are colluding with it. And I think that we have to shine a spotlight on that and tell people what's really going on here. So that's what makes me cross about this particular issue. And I really want to see the United Nations taking responsibility for this and stop letting major polluters greenwash themselves by connecting themselves to these conferences. Do you, do you think you might win? Yeah. Because your petition is like on fire, right? Oh, well, that's the end of that then, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> in oh, a no, good the way. carbon emissions. In a good way. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the point. How many clicks, how many people have searched, how much emissions relating to those servers have been generated oh, by your petition, so, Georgia? We're on oh, rather thin know. ice there, all to be honest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, good point. Uh, no, of course, ignore all of that. But uh, I'm serious. Like, do you, it, it's been very successful. Do you think it's going to shift the dial? Has it already started doing that? Well, Coca Cola's already, you know, issued a statement about it. Of course, it's a massive greenwash statement saying we're part of the solution. Yeah, the United Nations, the UNFCCC, have not commented. And my plan is that uh, there is a mechanism here that I want to appeal with them because they do have guidelines about how to choose corporate sponsors. And I believe that those have been breached. I believe that the UN did not do the proper due diligence. You know, there are conditions around. Um, you know that the corporate sponsors have to. Uh, disclose their certain activities, you know, lobbying activities and uh, any activity that's contrary to human rights, to climate progress and things like that. So there's a mechanism for them to uh, remove sponsors if they're found to be damaging the reputation of the conference and not aligned. So I hope we can do that, you know, and I really, you know, if we can, if we can get this to like a million signatures, which is my ambition, then that I think will be seismic enough that the UN will have to reconsider, not just for this conference, but all conferences in future to say, we demand that you either completely remove corporate sponsorship or that you are far more thorough in your due diligence of these organisations, because this to me is just awful. Majestic stuff. So we will put a link to the petition. It's on change.org, right? And if people, for some reason, yeah. can't see the link, what should they search for to find the petition? If they search for change.org, Coca-Cola COP27. They shall find it. They will find it, absolutely. And it's been translated into, like, eight languages or something. Wow. It's amazing. Has it yeah. been translated so cool. into Greenwash? That would be quite cool. Not yet. Majestic Georgia, thank you so much for coming on Sustainable Babble. Aside from the uh, petition, how can people find out what you're up to, keep in touch, all that sort of thing? Yeah, so uh, I'm on Twitter, which I have to dip in and out of because, you know, mental health problems exist there. But my Twitter is at Georgia ES, so Echo Sierra. And I'm on LinkedIn mainly. So I'm a founder of a sustainability consultancy called Element 4. And so you can find me on LinkedIn, Georgia Elliott Smith, Element 4. 
Um, I'm also on the steering committee of She Changes Climate and we've got a summit coming up on the 4th of November so people would love if people came along to that. Yeah, I'm kind of all over the place. I'm just causing trouble everywhere. Right, so that is just about it for another episode of Babble. Thank you very, very, very much, very Georgia, much. for doing incredible stuff on a number of fronts um, and for coming on the Babble to talk about it and talk about it so powerfully and compellingly. Uh, as Dave mentioned many times, go and look in the show notes, find that petition, sign it, tell everyone you know to sign it because uh, it is going places. Thank you, Dave, for babbling. Thank you, Dickie Moore, for providing music that begins, ends and intertwinkles this podcast. Thank you to Arthur Stovall for the logo, which is all over our stuff, including T-shirts. That can be bought from our website at www.sustainavabble.fish. You can consume your way out of the climate crisis, all right. Don't believe a word of what they say. You go and buy them T-shirts. Exactly. You can get in touch with us. You can tell us what you thought of the show, what you thought of Georgia, what you thought of all of this stuff. We're at Wubbly Wubbly Wubbly. No, that's the web address. We're on the email at hello at sustainababble.fish. You can find us on the Facebook, just search Sustainababble. And we're on the Twitter at the Twitter handle, the Babble Wagon. Yes. Gosh. Oh, that was, oh, that was that tough. Was, Crikey, <laughs> that was Moses. fingernail stuff, wasn't, wasn't it? it? Just Goodness me, we got there. Right. Uh, is there anything else to say? Don't think so. Yes, of course there is. We are a listener-funded podcast. Oh, that bit. So if you yes. like what you heard and if you wish to chuck into the running costs of your esteemed organ, you can do so at wobblywobblywobbly.patreon.com slash sustainababble. Thank you so much to everyone who does. It is amazing. It keeps this show on the road. We need more. And if you can't or you won't do that, please do at the very least pop to your podcast medium of choice and leave us a five-star review and a little review with your hands. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Yes, we are supremely grateful to everyone who does that. You are great. All right, that's it. I'm off. Um, probably going to drink something different to what I was planning to drink this evening, but, um, you know, less said about that, the better. Do you like Coca-Cola, Ron? Do you, do you like the taste? I do like Coca-Cola. I, I, I'm, it is true to say I don't drink it very often, but there are certain times when all you need and all you want is a Coca-Cola. Well, and we are coming up to Christmas, so I expect to, I expect I to see you. I expect to see you on here from now and up until then, including sustainable, lacking some of that beautiful brown sugar. Uh, yes, I regret saying that now. It sounds like I'm promoting them. I'm not promoting them. I'm just being honest, and honesty is good. Honesty gets you cancelled, all. Bye, bye. Are you still yes. there? Oh. Oh, oh, I'm still here. Hello, all. Hey, all. I'm always here. Hey, I never really you leave. stick around. I just stay by the mic for seven days after this record, waiting for you to dial in again. It went dial off just before you actually needed, I think. Um, <laughs> hey, all. Hey, all. There's a little joke for you, yes. right? You ready? Yeah. What do you do if you're trying to follow Will Smith in the snow? Uh, something about getting jiggy with it, or bit or big Willie style, or uh, is this the oh, is this the slap? No, 
No, no. probably should be more politically aware than that. Um, Come on. Is it? Is it Men in Black? No. Oh, uh, is, is it Independence Ol. Day? Welcome to Earth. Oh, you follow the Fresh Prince. Oh! Now this is a oh, why didn't I think of that? Why didn't I think of that? And I'd like to take a minute, just sit right there. I'll tell you how I became the prince of a town called Bel Air. <laughs> <laughs>